Grace, mercy, peace from God our Father and from our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text that we use is our first reading, giving us a, a snapshot of what's going to be going on in heaven, and, and we hear a discourse that's going on. Who are these? Joanne, Ottomer, Marion, Judith, Barbara, Millie, Elise, Veronica, Irma, Herb, Larry, John, Mary Lou, Richard, Surely, these are they that have come out of the great tribulation, the ones who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. There they will serve the throne of God night and day, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear away from their eyes. I miss them. I miss their antics, their strong personalities, or their subtle personalities. They're examples of Christian love, long-suffering, forgiveness. Their lives entwined with our lives, this family of faith. We saw them at the communion railer as communion was brought to where they were, bound individually, but bound together in the one great shepherd, our Lord Jesus. We celebrated together. Some of those graduated with them. Some stood up in their weddings. Some just rejoiced in knowing them as family or as friends. Sometimes we knew it was coming, daily visits to Tony and Trish or Brian's house. Sometimes it was a call from Penzine Steele, Gebhardt, or Skorupski to let us know. They had entered into the joy of heaven. So this All Saints weekend kind of forces me to look two ways. First, I have to look in the mirror because my mortality reminds me that I too have sinned against God. And it's not if I die, it is certainly when. But also, we look and celebrate the lives of those whom God has called to rest. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Because these are they who have come out of this great tribulation, They've washed their robes, they're white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they're before the throne of God and they serve him night and day. Death is a threatening thing. Death is our enemy. Death comes as a result of sin. We're not comfortable with it. But I think it's fearful because death is a private matter. It is mine. People know the death of others. But mine is mine. We can lean on our reason. We can end with disappointment or despair. We can wonder whether we've got things right. But we face death. But we face it looking at those who have gone before us. The ones we remember today. The ones that were wonderful grandmothers or great ones at that. 
ones that were loving fathers or brothers, ones that, that were just compassionate and, and made wonderful times for their family and friends. I like going early to the visitations. I like seeing the pictures or the, the DVD montages that they do now because I am privileged to see them not as their pastor, but who they were in their family, their wedding pictures, their graduation pictures. It's surprising sometimes how much they change and sometimes how much they haven't changed. At family gatherings, celebrations, all of those things begin to fade into the history of life. And oftentimes we realize as nice as they were, what great parenting skills they had, there's always an undercurrent of sin. Sometimes someone comes up and says, Pastor, I, I know I shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but... And then it drops. We realize that we are all sinners, that we haven't been perfect fathers or mothers or brothers, no daughters, no wonderful times. We're happy always. Because of our Heavenly Father's love, though, sinners that we are, God has called us by name in the waters of baptism. He has made us His own so that in spite of our failures in this life, God is able to take every last one of them and place it in the wounds of His Son who died for our sins. And so now when he looks at each one of us, he says, Beloved, with you I am well pleased because he sees in us Christ the crucified and risen. This is the faith in which each one of our beloved departed in Christ closed their eyes and died. This is the faith in which we live today. Those who have preceded us in death are linked together with all who has preceded them in the same faith, linked to them all who have preceded in death, so that together with them we are part of the unbroken chain of the one holy Christian and apostolic faith. We are the communion of saints. That's our heritage. Not because we've done it, we've built it, but because God has called us and made us his. Temptation continually assails us to focus on our achievements. What a nice person. I know they're in heaven because they went through hell here. No. They receive the grace of God not by what they did, but because of what Christ has done. How comforting for us to be bound up in a faith that declares those who die in this faith are standing before the throne of God. The awesome throne of God. Not with trembling, not with uncertainty, not with guilt, but with confidence because Christ has gone before. This confidence is born from the work of a God who has made us and called us by name who has remade us poor clay sinful pots into his vessels for eternal life. 
In remembering those who have preceded us in death, we remember rather that they have they preceded us in experiencing eternal life because they believe just as we do. We shall be united with them. We'll be standing before the throne of God, not with our shame, not with our failures, not with our awesome, horrible skills, but because of Christ. We'll stand victorious in glory because of Christ. Rejoice, my brothers. Rejoice, my sisters. We share this common faith and are bound eternally with them to one another because of the one on whom our faith rests and clings. Our Lord, our Savior, our victorious one, Jesus Christ. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen.